You're listening to Elk Point Baptist Church. Subscribe to our podcast to hear every sermon and like us on Facebook by searching Elk Point Baptist Church, located in Elk Point, South Dakota. Amen. All right. Uh, well, I want to just share a few verses and a few thoughts with you this morning. They did a good job conveying the message this morning, but I'd like to continue that thought in the book of Matthew this morning, the first chapter of the book of Matthew, chapter 1. And I want to begin... Uh, and just really, I want to read verse number 23. I want to share a number of verses with you, but I'd like to start just by sharing Matthew chapter 1 and verse 23, where the Bible says, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. So the Lord Jesus Christ, his name shall be called Emmanuel. God with us. And I just want to give you a few thoughts this morning on a thought that I had. Um, and I was going to title this devotional, this message, if you will, A Relationship for Christmas. Then I kind of hesitated because that sounds like the title of a Hallmark Christmas movie. <laughs> but uh, A Relationship for Christmas. But I feel like that uh, if you really get the true, we, we talk a lot this time of year about the true meaning of Christmas, and, and we'll say that Jesus is the reason for the season, and so many of these things that are, that are true, uh, but I, sometimes even in those statements we can miss uh, the real depth and meaning of the reason that He came, God with us. Number one, I want to say about Jesus coming, why He came. Why He came. The Bible says that, that, that He came for you and for me. Amen. Isn't that amazing? I mean, I was thinking about as they were doing the play this morning how exciting it would have been to be one of those shepherds out in the field when, the, when, a, when a multitude of the heavenly host came and yeah. sang. And, uh, but even, even to them, He said, Unto you is born this day, Luke 2.11, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior which is Christ the Lord. Unto you is born this day. Jesus said himself in Luke chapter 5 verse 32, he says I came not to call the righteous but sinners to repentance. He says in 1 Timothy 1.15, this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. You may be sitting there saying, wait, you said He came to save me. Are you calling me a sinner? Yes. Uh, um, but, but the Bible tells us that we're sinners. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But I'm telling you, that's the reason Jesus came. Amen. He came for you and He came for me. The Bible says in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. All of us, every one of us, uh, were born with sin. The Bible says the penalty for our sin, the wages of sin, is death. And that indeed speaks of a, of a physical uh, death. Death, really, the, the real meaning of death is separation. Uh, physical death is when the soul is separated from the body. You don't live after that. Uh, the body and the soul are separated. But there's a spiritual death. The Bible calls it the second death in a place initially called hell. But then ultimately, this, even hell is going to be cast into a place called the lake of fire, which is an eternal uh, place of torment made for the devil. Not for you and I, but for the devil. Uh, but th there, there's a place of eternal torment, but that if we do not accept the gift that God purchased for us on Christmas, if we refuse that gift, folks, 
He has no choice. Uh, we will spend eternity, and not only physically uh, we will die, but spiritually as well. The Bible says in Luke 16 that when the rich man died, uh, God uses an interesting word. He says that when the rich man died, it wasn't that he was rich, but he didn't know Christ. And the Bible says in hell, he lift up his eyes. The, uh, the present word was used. You know why? Because that man, as he begged for a drop of water on that first day, is still begging for a drop of water today. But the good news is, is you don't have to go there. That's why Jesus came. That's why Jesus went through such great lengths. So number one, Jesus came for you. And so in that sense, th this could sound uh, self-serving, but I begin to think about this. While it's true that, this, that Jesus is the reason for the season, could it not also be said that you are the reason for the season? He came for you. I mean, honestly, if you were the only person, He would have still come for you. He still would have bore your iniquity on the cross. See, that's why He came. That's why He was born. Uh, we, don't, we, we thank God that Jesus came as a baby, but He was born for the purpose of dying and, and rising again on the third day. He's not just a baby in the manger anymore. And He's no longer on the cross, but He is a resurrected Christ. And you know what? He did all of this because He wants to have a relationship. Sin separates us from God. The Savior restores that relationship. And so a relationship for Christmas, Jesus came for you. And so when He went to the cross, if you ever question the love of God, look at Calvary. And by the way, if you ever question uh, the, the way to heaven, the reason Jesus said He's the way to heaven is because He went to the cross. He took our death. He took our hell. He took our separation on the cross of Calvary. He, the Bible says He bore or He carried all of our sins. Your sins were placed upon the Lord Jesus Christ and He died there that day. He was separated from the Father. He said, My God, my God, why hast Thou forsaken me? He died an excruciating death. He was buried. But praise the Lord, in three days He rose again. You know what Jesus was doing in essence? He was purchasing a gift. The Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And that brings me to my next point. Jesus came for you, but also Jesus comes to you. He comes to you through the Word of God and through the Spirit of God. Uh, the Bible says this in Luke 19 verse 10, For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. You know, I love reading the Gospels. And through the Gospels, the Bible talk about how that Jesus would pass by these certain people. Uh, he would pass by. He would come to town. And you know what? It was no accident the places that Jesus came. Now, while He was on this earth, He physically went places. But I want to say that today, through the Word of God and through His Spirit, He comes. He came for you, but I believe He also comes to you. He comes to you. The Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. He came a long way. You know, sometimes we'll say, well, you've got to meet me halfway. Folks, God did not come to meet you halfway. He came all the way from heaven. The Lord Jesus Christ came through the womb of a virgin to this sin-cursed world. He went to the cross of Calvary. And then now today, isn't it a wonderful truth that the Lord... Now, I thank God for the day that the message of the gift of God and the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, He brings it to us. 
He brings it through preachers. He brings it through the Word of God. He brings it sometimes through songs. But the fact of the matter is, the Lord will come to you. And He'll offer you the gift of salvation. You know how, how far the Lord comes? Here's how far the Lord comes. All the way from heaven through a womb of a virgin, the road to Calvary, through a tomb, all the way right here today, right here to your heart. One, the, the way the Bible uh, uses the terminology, Jesus said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. That's how far the Lord comes. Right. Now, not to your physical door, but to your spiritual door. And I'm so glad for the day, folks, when I heard the Gospel message and I found out that Jesus came for me, but I'm glad for the day that He came to me. And what I mean by that is, when I understood that I was lost. When I understood that I was a sinner. And could admit that before God that I had sinned. And I understood that my goodness or my religiousness, uh, I wasn't baptized, but if I had been baptized, that my being baptized or being a part of a church, that none of that was, was what could get me to heaven. That, it was, that if any of that would have worked, Jesus wouldn't have had to come. He wouldn't have had to come for me. So the, the, the message comes to you. The gift is offered to you. And, I'm, and that, that just comes through that realization. Okay, Jesus, You came for me? You died for me? You rose again for me? And the Bible says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. The Spirit of God works on a person's heart. And He's the one that can reveal this to you. But I'm so glad that the Bible says that you can call upon Him. You can invite Him in. But he says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock any man that opens up. And I'm glad it's any man. You can open up to the Lord. If He's knocking on your heart today, I invite you to open up the door. He came for you. But He also comes to you. Have you accepted Him? Have you accepted the gift of salvation? See, we can rejoice in the fact that, that He purchased us a gift. But what about accepting that gift? Wouldn't that be a silly thing to just be thinking, oh boy, I'm so glad somebody got me a gift. Well, okay, we've got to take it. Amen? It's been paid for. It's been bought. But you must accept it. Jesus came for you. But He all comes, also comes to you. Have you accepted that gift? Oh, I believe He bought it. Well, that's wonderful. But have you accepted the gift of salvation? And that's exactly what the Bible says it is. The gift of God is eternal life. Alright, so once if you have not done that today, I invite you please, today. You may be offered a gift sometime throughout this next week. And I heard somebody saying the other day, whether you like it or not, you ought to at least take it and act like you like it. Not, maybe, okay, maybe that's not right. You don't have to act like you like it, but at least appreciate it. Right? Take it and say, you know what? Thank you. That was very thoughtful. I appreciate you doing that. Uh, even if it was, uh, you know, I remember when I was a kid one time, I opened up a, a package and it was, uh, it was a pair of Garfield pajamas or long johns. And that wasn't so bad besides the fact that Garfield was throwing these hearts behind him the whole way. <laughs> My aunt got me these heart pajamas, you know, and everything. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do with these? Uh, you know, but I still believe I acted like I appreciated it. Or did appreciate it. I can't remember I was a kid, so you never know. Uh, but it was just like one of the boys today. He's like, I'm wearing a dress. I don't want to wear a dress. Uh, I think it was either Gunner or Hawker. Uh, that, would, that wouldn't surprise you. But anyway, my point is, you, you, that's the way we behave toward gifts. But here's what I want to say to you today. What about the gift of God? I'm telling you the truth today. The Bible says Jesus purchased the gift of salvation for you. The Bible says He now offers you that gift of salvation. What will you do with it today? 
If you're offered a gift this week, I hope you accept it and say thank you. But you know the saddest thing is, week after week, there's people that will come into church and they'll push that gift right back toward God. No thank you. Wouldn't that be rude? How would you feel if you offered somebody a gift, especially a heartfelt gift? And they said, I'm not interested in that. You know what? Save it for next Christmas. Maybe I want it then. No, listen. God offers you the gift of salvation. And if you've never accepted that gift, I want you to accept that gift today. You say, preacher, how do I do that? I'll tell you, it's simple. It's so simple. See, Jesus has done all the hard work. All you must simply do is turn to Him. Put your faith in Him and call on Him. The Bible says in Romans 10, 13, well, in 10:9 it says that with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. I, I doubt very seriously that I would be speaking to anyone today that in their heads do, uh, do not acknowledge that Jesus is Savior and, and that He died on the cross. But the Bible says that's not the belief He's talking about. With the heart man believeth unto righteousness. That means that we put all of our faith and confidence in Him. All of our trust, we rest upon what He did. If we can believe from our hearts, the Bible says this, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. The Spirit of God works on your heart. He shows you the need of salvation. And all you must simply do is open up your heart to Him right now and say, Dear Lord Jesus, please forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart and my life and be my Lord and my Savior. Would you be willing to do that today? Because for those that are willing to do that, He came, he came for you. He comes to you. The Bible says He dwells in you. Did you know that? Colossians 1.27 uh, the Bible says, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Jesus said that He dwells in you. He said, I've come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Jesus dwells in you once you become a Christian. Somebody, you may be sitting there thinking, well, I'll become a Christian, but I don't think I could live it. Well, you know, that's one of the first steps of becoming a Christian, amen? Realizing you can't live it. It's not about you. It's about the power that He puts inside of you. It's about His grace that will save you and also change your life, praise the Lord. And you, there's no, listen, there's no one so good that they don't need to be saved. And there's no one so bad that they can't be saved. Amen. But you can be saved today. He dwells in you. Then you know what else? He goes with you. This is the relationship. Hey, listen, He came for you. He comes to you. He dwells in you. And then the Bible says He goes with you. The Bible says in Matthew 28, verse 20, Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. I like this one. Hebrews 13, verse 5 says, Jesus said this, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Amen. Amen. He goes with you, praise the Lord. You know, I started thinking about this today. Let's all stand, please, and we'll be dismissed in just a moment. Before, and Sonia, if you wouldn't mind coming to the piano. I thank you for letting me share a few thoughts with you on a relationship for Christmas. Uh, the real meaning, if you will, of Christmas. Uh, it's one thing to acknowledge it in your head, but have you acknowledged it in your heart? I mentioned the shepherds to start the message off today. And I thought about that night that the, the angels appeared to those shepherds. Do you want to know that that was a very ordinary day? It was a work night, which for shepherds is all the time. But it was an ordinary day. But that day something happened. The angels appeared. Did you know that God can make, take an ordinary day and make it an extraordinary day? I remember the day that I came to the Lord. I remember when I came to the Lord. I remember I was, I didn't know the Lord. I believed in God all my life. I, I, everything I could think, I, I believed that He died. I believed He rose again. I believed in the birth. I believed it all. 
Man, there was something happened. When I realized that he went, the reason he went to the cross and rose again was for me. I mean, I said my prayers, especially when I got in trouble. <laughs> I'd pray and swear, God, I'd never do that again. You know, if he'd get me out of this and all that kind of stuff. I believed up here. But what a wonderful day when I put my faith and trust in Christ. You want to know something? God took an ordinary day. It was October 10th, 1992. It was a few years ago. I remember the date. You don't have to remember the date. But I hope you remember that you've accepted Him. But that was just a normal day. But you know what? Ever since then, that day means something to me. It was an ordinary day. But it, it turned into an extraordinary day. God can make just another day into a day that you will never forget. You know, I don't know why you came this morning. From your perspective. But you know what I believe today? I believe in providence. And I believe that God has you here today for a reason. Every one of us. And I promise you today that if you do not know Christ as your Savior, you are here today to have an opportunity that you might know Him. He came a long way for you. He really did. He came a long way for you. And He's trying to give you an opportunity. He wants, he wants you to know Him. He wants you to know what it is to, to have forgiveness of sins. To know Him as your Savior today. <laughs> he wants you to have forgiveness. He wants you to have a relationship for Christmas. So today, if you don't know the Lord as your Savior, I've already asked you, but would you call on Him today? With every head bowed, every eye closed as we prepare to pray. <clears throat> right now, would you call on His name? You know what? This could be a day that you will never forget. The day that you accepted the gift of salvation. Do you feel him knocking at your door, heart's door today? Your heart's beating in your chest? Maybe you even feel like I'm speaking directly to you. I'm not. I'm speaking to everyone. But the Lord's speaking to you. If you feel like that today, and you know you need to be saved, would you do that today, right now? Dear Lord, I know I'm a sinner. Will you please forgive me of my sins? Lord, I turn to you today. Please be my Lord and Savior. And if you could say a prayer like that from your heart today. And I wonder, is there anyone today that asked the Lord to save me? Is there anyone today that said, I, I asked the Lord to save me today. I prayed and asked the Lord to into my life. Anyone? Lift up your hand. Just put it right back down so I can see. Thank you. Anyone else? Just, I, I asked the Lord to save me today. God bless you. Lord, we thank you so much for this wonderful, wonderful gift that you got us for Christmas. The gift of salvation, the gift of eternal life, the gift of an abundant life. God, I'm going to spend eternity with you, God. I've been put in a right relationship with you because of what Jesus did. And I'm so glad for that. I love you, Lord, and I thank you for loving me so much. Dear God, please bless, bless in the furtherance of this service. And uh, if there's anyone here, God, that's not sure they're saved, God, I pray they would accept you before it's too late, Lord. In Jesus' name, we do pray.